My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, first of all, praises be to our loving Abba, Yahuwah our God, and His beloved Son, our King Yahusha HaMashiach, for gathering and assembling us together to be able to worship and to praise His name. As many of you already know by now, we are legally and officially registered under the name Assembly of Yahusha. Hence, we are legally and officially recognized as a religious organization doing the work of Abba and his son. However, what we know is this. What we truly need is this. The blessing and favor of God that we, the assembly of his chosen ones, to be able to carry out his work in these last days. You see, even if we are legally registered, but we do not have the benediction of Abba, what we are doing are mere rituals. However, because we studied the book, the scriptures, we know that what has happened today, the assembly being registered as a religious organization is the fulfillment of many prophecies located in the Holy Bible. Before proving that, let's first understand the plan and purpose of God in the Christian era or in these last days. Let's begin our studies in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, 9 to 11. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. So what is God's mysterious plan concerning the Mashiach, the Christ? Apostle Paul says the mysterious plan of God is to bring everything together under the authority of Christ, the Mashiach. This is called the work of restoration. It is done through and by Yahusha, our king. And since when did God initiate this work of restoration through Yahusha, HaMashiach, ever since the fall in the, in the Garden of Eden? How many here remember the fall? We know what Adam and Eve did, right? They took a bite of that forbidden fruit. And because of that, they were expelled from the Garden of Eden. Since then, God initiated his work of redemption. This is why the events of history is called redemptive history. Through the restorative work of Yahusha HaMashiach. And when will this master plan? of placing all things under the headship, under the authority of Yahusha HaMashiach, be completely finalized when Yahusha returns to usher in his millennial kingdom. On that day of his return, all authorities and powers will be made subject to our true king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. However, prior to that said day, that appointed time, what is now the work of God in preparation for that time? It is to bring people together in Yahushua, the Christ. This is the work of God in our era during these last days to unite us with our Lord and King Yahushua. Why is that? Why is the plan and purpose of God to bring people together in Christ? We read 1, 9 to 11. Let's read now 4 down to 5. Even before the world was made, God had already chosen us to be his through our union with Christ so that we would be holy and without fault before him. Because of his love, God had already decided that through, through Yahushua Christ, he would make us his children, this was his pleasure and purpose. What is the purpose of Yahuwah Abba in bringing people together in Christ Yahushua according to his plan and purpose? His purpose is for us to become the sons and daughters of God. Isn't that a great blessing? There can be no greater blessing than to be a son and daughter of God. But why do we need to be gathered in union with Christ for us to stand before Abba as his sons and daughters? It is because of the problem 
of sin. Because of sin, we are disqualified from the inheritance of God. Because of sin, we no longer are true sons and daughters of God. This is why the work of God is to bring us to Yahushua. So that we can, again, become the sons and daughters of God by means of baptism through Yahushua HaMashiach. This is his plan. Why is this the plan of God? Why does he want so much for people to be brought together through Yahushua, our king? The Bible says this is his pleasure and purpose. Isn't that nice to know? You see, Yahuwah did not have to do this. He doesn't have to save us. He doesn't have to make us his sons and daughters. But it is his pleasure. It is what he wants to do. Because it gives him pleasure for us to become his sons and daughters. And even before the world was made, we were chosen by him through his son, Yahusha, our king. This is why, brothers and sisters, the work of God is really the work of his love. It's a manifestation of his love for each one of us to bring us together in Yahusha, the Christ. Well, how does God do that, especially during our time? How does God bring people together from different nationalities, from different races throughout the world? Because our audience today consists of many nations throughout the world. How does God bring people from different parts of the nations? How does he bring them to Yahusha, our king? Let's read the book of John, chapter 6, 44 to 45. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, I want to pause there for a while. Do you know who the one speaking in this passage is? Who is the one speaking there? Our king, Yahushua HaMashiach. Did you notice what he said? He said, no one can come to me. Yahushua says, no one can come to him. But it's a good thing. It's a great blessing for us that Yahushua added an unless part, right? Because otherwise, there'd be no chance for us. Yahushua says, no one can come to me unless, unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. It is very clear, the process by which Yahuwah, our God, brings people to Yahusha. How so? Yahusha says, the Father brings them to me. We have all approached our loving king, Yahusha. That was Yahuwah working in our hearts, bringing us to our king. It was not on our own accord. Remember what Yahusha said. You did not choose me. You were chosen. Even before the world was made, we were chosen. God brings us to Yahusha HaMashiach. How does God bring people to Yahusha HaMashiach? Yahusha says, everyone, they will all be taught by God. Question, where are the teachings of God found? In the scriptures, in the Holy Bible. And so it is up to us. We need to study and search that book. The more we search and study that book, the more we love that book and embrace the Holy Scriptures. What will happen in our hearts? We will be drawn by God to our loving King, Yahushua HaMashiach. Isn't this what happened to us? When we studied the Scriptures, what did we feel in our hearts? We were brought to Yahushua. There was this longing that we could not explain. There was this hunger and thirst for Yahusha, our king, that we could not explain. That is Yahuwah God bringing us to Yahusha. Do you know why? When we study the scriptures, we have this thirst. We have this understanding and need to go to Yahusha and make him as our one and only Mashiach or leader who will save us. Do you know why? It's because the scriptures teach about who? Yahushua. When you study the Old Testament, it speaks about who? Yahushua. When Yahushua was here on earth, when he was speaking to the Jews, he said, you study the scriptures, you do well, but the scriptures speak of me. This is why when we study the details of scripture, we find that Yahushua Christ is in every page 
of the Holy Bible. Those who study the book, they allow God to teach them. Those who listen to Abba, God brings them to Yahusha, our king. This is what happened to us. This is why we declare Yahusha as our king. We confess with our lips and with our hearts that Yahusha is our king, that we belong to him, the assembly of Yahusha. This is God's work bringing us to our king. Now, what does Yahusha do with the people whom God brings to him? I think you know the answer already, but let's read a prophecy here in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 16. I'm sure you're familiar with this passage of scripture. How many here reading this passage on the screen are familiar with this scripture? Yeah, you all know who the other sheep are? Let's keep, let's read the, the Holy Scriptures. John 10, 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Yahushua, when he was here on earth, speaking to his disciples, said, I have other sheep. Why did he say other sheep? Because they were not in that sheepfold. When Yahusha was here on earth back in the first century. However, Yahusha has a promise. He says he has other sheep. Do you know why Yahusha said he has other sheep? Because Yahusha knows something's going to happen to the first century kahal or assembly. What would happen to it? It would fall by means of apostasy. And so Yahusha says he has other sheep who is to be called into the assembly to become one flock. Wasn't this fulfilled? Yes. That's why Yahusha said concerning his other sheep, I will bring them. That's the key word in our study today. Yahuwah brings people to Yahusha. Yahusha brings them together. That's the work of Abba and his son to bring and gather people together. In this case, the other sheep will become one flock. What's the flock? That is the assembly. We used to call it church. Right? But we know the better translation from the Greek is assembly. Yahushua is the, his work is to bring people into one assembly, a group of people who will follow him and make him their king. Well, how was this fulfilled? Who are the other sheep referred to there by Yahushua, our king? Let's read the book of Isaiah 43, 5 to 6. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east. And gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring, bring my sons from afar. And my daughters from the ends of the earth. What we read, again, is a prophecy. God's work during the Christian era. We've already told you God's work, right? What is God's work again? It is to bring people to who? Yahushua. Why? So they can become sons and daughters. This is his work before Yahushua returns. He wants people to become his sons and daughters. This is why he busies himself in bringing people to Yahushua, our king. This work of making people sons and daughters, where will it begin? Bible says in the Far East. We're in the Far East specifically in other prophecies. Islands of the sea from the Far East. That is the beginning of that work. However, it will expand this work. It will also reach the Far West. And when will that begin? It will begin in 1914, simultaneous with World War number one, right? And this is why there was a formation of the other sheep of Yahushua that was assembled back in 1914, and it expanded and reached the Far West in 19. 68. This is God's work, the bringing together of the other sheep to become one flock. What is the purpose of Yahuwah in bringing them together? Yes, they are to be called sons and daughters of God, but the work they are to do, they must fulfill. What is that work? That those who have been assembled by God to become his sons and daughters during the ends of the earth. What is their work and purpose? Let's read a related prophecy in Isaiah 24, 15 to 16. Therefore in the east, give glory to Yahuwah. Exalt the name of Yahuwah, the God of Israel in the islands of the sea. From the ends of the earth, we hear singing 
Glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away. I waste away. Woe to me. The treacherous betray. With treachery, the treacherous betray. What is the purpose of the people? The sons and daughters of God. Whom God assembled together to belong to one flock. That will begin during a time called ends of the earth. From a place in the islands of the sea in the far east. Their purpose is to exalt whose name? The name of Yahuwah. Their purpose is to glorify who? Not any man, but God himself. Yahuwah, our creator. That's the purpose of God's people. That's what they were supposed to do. Now, if the assembly of God's people failed to do that, if they failed to glorify God and exalt his name, what do you call that? We call that sin, right? Sin is one thing, but the Bible warns us not just about sin. If you notice the phraseology, it should capture our attention. What does the prophet say? It says, I waste away, I waste away. Woe to me, the treacherous betray. With treachery, the treacherous betray. The Bible warns not just about sin. It warns about an act of betrayal. Betrayal against who? Yahuwah, our God. Who are or when will the people of God assemble to glorify him become guilty of betrayal? When the glory that belongs to God is given to someone else. When instead of exalting the name of Yahuwah, they exalt somebody else's name. That is what you call betrayal. It is also called idolatry. Hence the pattern repeats itself. Do you remember the house of Israel? How about the house of Judah, the people of God during ancient times? What did God expect from them? Complete loyalty to him. But what did the house of Judah do? They worship Asherah, Baal, Molech, instead of Abba. So what happened to them? They were betrayed by God. God abandoned them. How about the house of Israel? The same thing. They worship idols rather than God himself. And so Yahuwah God abandoned them. In these last days, we see the pattern repeating again. However, God still has a plan. Because God is love. And he wants people to be his sons and daughters. This is why when we read the book of Isaiah chapter 1, it opened up our eyes. It was fulfilled in detail. What was depicted in Isaiah chapter 1, it is the work of apostasy all over again. When people will turn away from God, a daughter of Zion will become like Sodom and Gomorrah. But God did not give up on his people. So what did he do? He set apart, what do we call them? A very small remnant. It was part of God's plan. The remnant is part of God's plan. Not only that, he has something in store for the remnant. Of God's flock. Do you know what that is? Again, let's consult the prophecies in scripture. In the book of Jeremiah. Chapter is 23. 3 down to 4. But I will gather together. The remnant of my flock. I want to pause there for a while. What comes to your mind. When you hear the word remnant of my flock. Is it the major flock. Or a small part of the flock. Just a small part of the flock. There is a flock Yes. But throughout scriptures, there's always that remnant. And so what is God going to do? The Bible says, but I will gather together the remnant of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, Yahuwah. Have spoken. Yes, we know because of prophecy in Isaiah, there's going to be a small remnant. In fact, a very small remnant. But does God have a plan for that remnant flock? Absolutely. Nothing happens by chance or accident. There's always a purpose. Have you noticed that about what transpires in life in this world? There's always a reason for everything. You see, God is in control. He knows what's happening. He can read the news. As a matter of fact, he probably had a lot to do with what is happening now. He's in control of everything. 
because remember what he wants to do is to bring everything eventually to the finality of his plans, which is to bring all things under whose headship? Yahushua. That's his ultimate plan. And he's working everything out, unfolding everything out. So that plan will be finalized. This is why even that very small remnant, God has a plan. What is that plan? If you notice, Yahuwah says, I will bring them back to their own, their own sheepfold. No longer from the flock from which they came from. That remnant from that flock is going to be distinct. How so? They will have their own sheepfold. And in their own sheepfold, what will God appoint? The Bible says, responsible shepherds who will take care of them. What else does God say concerning that sheepfold? Not a single one will be lost or missing. And so part of God's plan, as shown in his prophecy, is the assembling of his people, appointing leaders who will take care of them so that no one, will be missing. It's called accountability. This is why we're not surprised. The assembly of Yahushua was brought together by God and officially registered in the United States. It is part of God's plan. And do you see the promise of Yahuwah to this assembly, this group of people, the sheepfold mentioned in the Holy Scriptures? Yahuwah says, they will never be afraid again. Brethren, I want you to think about this. This year, 2020, was it a normal year? There were so many people who are seniors. They could not graduate this year in normal terms, right? They had to graduate virtually. We had to do so many things virtually. At the beginning of January, do you know what happened in this year, 2020? Fires that devastated Australia. Remember that? Uh, Mount, was it Pinatubo or some mountain that exploded? A volcano that exploded? Philippines? It was like one after the other, right? Wildfires everywhere. And then here comes COVID-19 out of nowhere. And it disrupts human functioning everywhere. It doesn't matter who you are, rich or poor. You're affected by it. People became afraid. Political unrest because of racism. Terrorism because of bombings. One after the other. Calamity here. A storm there. It doesn't matter where you go. Bible says everything is falling apart. Everything's become dark. But as everything becomes dark for the world, what did Yahuwah God do? He caused to emerge this sheepfold that he was talking about. Why did he do that? It is as if God is telling us, do not be afraid because I am going to take care of you. There's no need for you to be able to be afraid ever again because you are your own sheepfold. You are the assembly of Yahushua. Why the assembly of Yahushua? According to prophecy, what is our distinct mark? Let's read the book of Isaiah 43, 7 to 10, bring everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. You are my witnesses, declares Yahuwah. I have chosen you as my servant so that you can know and believe in me and understand that I am the one who did this. No God was formed before me and there will be none after me. What is the distinctive mark of this assembly, this sheepfold? That Yahuwah God will bring together from the remnant of his flock. Bible says in prophecy, it will be called by my name. Isaiah 43 verse 7 comes after 43 verses what? Yeah, 5 and 6. Do you remember 5 and 6 of Isaiah 43? It is about God's work of bringing people together, right? First in the far east. 1914. You see, there was registration involved, wasn't there not? 1968, the far west. Again, registration. But why is there again a registration of the work of God that is to take place during this time? Because of the prophecy of the small remnant. This time, according to the prophecy, the very small remnant 
who will have their own sheepfold. How will they be recognized? Bible says they will be called by my name. What name is that? It is the name that is for the salvation of human beings. What is that name? It is by the name of Yahushua. This is why we're called assembly of Yahushua. That name Yahushua was the name God created for his glory and gave to his son Yahushua, which bears also his name Yahuwah. This is why we're gathered today. We want to recognize the work of God. This is not our work. This is the work of God. Fulfillment of prophecy. This is why our work together is because God authorizes us to work by means of his prophetic words. And so we're thankful today. However, our work is not yet finished. If you think today is the culmination of this work, no. This is just the start. This is not the finish line. What is this called? The starting line, right? And so when we are assembled together, bearing that precious name of Yahushua, it means we have work to do. When God brings people together because he wants them to do something. And so we're going to have our oath taking. And our oath taking will be based upon the works that the assembly of Yahushua has been called to do. What is that? One of the works of the assembly of Yahushua is mentioned in the prophecy. If you notice... After the Bible says, everyone who is called by my name, what is the teaching, the command of God for each and every one of us? The Bible says, you are my witnesses. See, that's one of our works. We are going to witness for Yahuwah. And because we are in a Christian era, we will witness for his son, Yahushua Hamashiach. We are to be God's witnesses. Witnessing for Yahuwah and Yahusha. What does it mean to witness for Yahuwah and Yahusha? It means we bring people to them. We exalt and honor them. We speak about Yahuwah, our Allahim or our God. And his son, Yahusha HaMashiach. This is why when we interact with people, we always speak about our Abba. We always speak about our Mashiach. We exalt them and give glory to them and to them alone, not to any human being here on earth. This is our work, and we cannot betray our loving Abba. We have to speak about Yahuwah to become his witnesses. Why does God expect us, the assembly of Yahusha, to be the one to be his witnesses in these last days? Let's read the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, 10 down to 13. God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Yahushua, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Yahushua and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Yahushua is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. Why does God expect us, the assembly of Yahushua, to be the one to witness for him, to be his witnesses today? You notice in another prophecy in the book of Hebrews concerning the assembly of God's people. You notice that? In this assembly of God's people, what does Yahusha the king do? Yahusha says that I will proclaim your name to them, to the assembly of his people. I will proclaim your name and call them brothers and sisters. Question. Who can be effective witnesses for God? The ones who know his name, right? Isn't that part of witnessing? How can we testify about someone if we don't even know his name? Can we testify, testify about Yahuwah God if we don't even know his name? When we mention in our prayers, in our hymns, exalt the name of God, praise the name of God. And then they ask us, oh, what's his name? No. How can we witness to Yahushua? How can we witness about our king if we don't know his name? 
This is why when Yahusha revealed his name to us, it comes with the responsibility of becoming his witnesses. We will tell people about Yahuwah. We will tell people about Yahusha. This is one of his, our works together. And what, how does God regard this assembly of people who will proclaim the name of Yahuwah and Yahusha? The Bible says children, children of God, sons and daughters of God. In fact, Yahusha says whom the children God has given me. Isn't that the work of God? What is the work of God again in, our, in this Christian dispensation? It is to bring people to who? Yahusha. To become what? Sons and daughters. We're sons and daughters according to prophecy. Never forget that, brethren. You are sons and daughters of God. And we have the duty to proclaim the name of Yahuwah Abba and his son, Yahusha HaMashiach. However, that's not the only thing that we ought to be doing. In addition to proclaiming the name, in addition to becoming witnesses of Yahuwah and Yahusha, what also is the work for each one of us? Let's read the book of Isaiah, chapter 62, 1 down to 2. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness. In all kings, your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of Yahuwah will name. Again, we read, we read a prophecy here about an assembly of God's people who will be called by a new name. What is that name? A name that will be named by Yahuwah God. We know that name already. It is the name of Yahusha, the only name given by God by which man can be saved. That is our name. We are called by that name. What is also our work? In addition to witnessing for Yahuwah, Bible says we must be instruments so that the righteousness of God will shine brightly. That salvation may be among the people to whom God is calling. This is also our work. Brethren, do you know what the righteousness of God is? What is the righteousness of God? What is that? The words, right? The words of God that put people right with him so that they can receive salvation. We have the words of God. What do we need to do? We need to be instruments to make it shine. In other words, we need to share the gospel, right? We need to share the words of God. We need to conduct Bible studies. And this is what we're presently doing. We need to intensify that work because the Bible says, I will not rest until righteousness is shining brightly. And so this is our work. However, for us, to completely shine in righteousness. Is it enough to study the word of God and proclaim the word of God? That's not enough. You know, for us to truly shine brightly, not only must we proclaim the words of God, we have to live. We have to live by the words of God, right? Because there's this great disconnect if you tell people about the words of God, but you yourself are not living according to that word. You're snuffing out the flame. <laughs> no, we need to increase the flame. We need to shine even more intensely. How so? Not just by sharing it, but by being examples. Examples of the righteousness of God. This is how we must work in these last days so that we can be the instruments of Yahuwah and Yahusha. Hamashiach. We are now parts of the assembly of Yahusha. And for that righteousness to shine even more brightly, what also must we commit ourselves in doing? Let's read now the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, 4 down to 5. Come to the Lord, the living stone, rejected by people as worthless, but chosen by God as valuable. Come as living stones and let yourselves be used in building the spiritual temple where you will serve as holy priests to offer spiritual and acceptable sacrifices to God through Yahushua Christ. How also can we maintain that righteousness that is shining brightly before men? The Bible says we need to engage in spiritual works. Do you know to what Apostle Peter 
And even Apostle Paul likens the assembly of Yahushua to, to what is it likened? The temple of God. <laughs> We're called the temple of God, but not an ordinary temple. An ordinary temple is made by human hands, made of dead stone. But this one is different. What makes it different? Bible says, because you are a spiritual temple. This temple has a builder who is the builder of the spiritual temple. It's Yahuwah God. It's not made by, made by human hands. It's not made of dead stone. What is it made of? Bible says, living stones. Who are the living stones? These are people, human beings. Human beings are people who are built upon the living stone. Who is the living stone? The foundation stone. None other than Yahusha HaMashiach. He was rejected by men. But we adore and love him. We give our life to him. We are built upon him. And because we accepted that, Yahu was building us in his spiritual temple. How can we be living stones in the hands of our father so that we can be built up in his spiritual temple? The Bible says by doing our work. You see, when you're called the living stone, it means you're alive. There's a reason why we're called living stones. It's because we're supposed to do something. Alive people do something. Alive people do work. What is that work that the living stones must engage in? Apostle Peter says, you're holy priest. And so do the work of priests. What is that? The Bible says we need to offer spiritual and acceptable sacrifices to God. In other words, part of our work together is to intensify worshiping our God and his son together. This is why before we pray together as a congregation, we're going to make an oath, right? About what? Apostle Peter, he exhorts us to do something. What does Apostle Peter exhort us to do? He says, let yourselves, that's us. Let yourselves be used in building the spiritual temple. In other words, what Apostle Peter is telling us, we need to let Abba know. We need to let our God know because he's the builder of this temple, not we. We need to let Abba know that we want to be. A living stone in his hands. Would you want to be a living stone in the hands of God? I would love to be that. If you're a living stone in the hands of God, do you know what God can make out of your life? When you give yourself to him. Brethren, this is what we need to do. But how? How can we? Be living stones in the hand of God so that he can use us to build up his spiritual temple. Let's read the book of Romans chapter 12, 1, 6 to 8. So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. So we are to use our different gifts in accordance with the grace that God has given. If our gift is to speak God's message, we should do it according to the faith that we have. If it is to serve, we should serve. If it is to teach, we should teach. If it is to encourage others, we should do so. Whoever shares with others should do it generously. Whoever has authority should work hard. Whoever shows kindness to others should do it cheerfully. How can we be living stones in the hand of God so that God can use us when he builds his spiritual temple upon the one foundation, the living foundation, Yahushua HaMashiach? Apostle Paul now jumps into the scene. And he says something similar to what Apostle Peter said. In the words of Apostle Paul, he said, appealing to all of us, he says, offer yourselves. That's what? Living sacrifices to God. We're living sacrifices because we have work to do. What does it mean to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to God? We need to dedicate, dedicate our life in his service and worshiping him. What would be the purpose and meaning of our life if we were unable to do what God called us to do? 
You may achieve great things here on earth. You may, you may make a name for yourself. Maybe you establish your own business. Maybe you achieve great things in the academic world, whatever that may be. But if we fail to do the work which God wants us to do, how can we say, how can we say that we have succeeded? Brethren, the purpose of our life is to do one thing, and that is the will of God. This is why I exhort all of you, brethren, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to him. Pledge your loyalty and commitment to him and to him alone. And how can we do that? What do we need to do to show our loving Abba that I want to be a living stone? I want to be a living sacrifice for your use. Bible says, fulfill your spiritual gifts. If you don't know what your spiritual gift is, why not ask Abba? All of us are living stones because all of us has something that we can contribute in God's work of building up his spiritual temple. What are these gifts? It could be speaking or teaching, encouraging, sharing, showing kindness. If you don't know what your gift is, why not ask Abba, Father, how can I help? How can I contribute? All of us should be working together. Because all of us have been given spiritual gifts. But there's one gift that is above all those other gifts. We mentioned the gift of preaching. The gift of singing, maybe the gift of teaching. But there's a gift that Apostle Paul mentions that is above all those gifts that we must use in our work together. Do you know what that is? It's a spiritual gift, but it's the most beautiful one. In fact, this spiritual gift should characterize the spiritual temple. Of the assembly of Yahusha. Do you know what that gift is? Allow me to read to you brethren. Because we are called now. Always remember. You're a son and daughter of God. You're called by the name of Yahusha. We represent Yahuwah as his sons and daughters. We represent Yahusha as his servants. What is that spiritual gift? That properly represent them. I want, me, I want to read the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 43 to 45, 48. is the one speaking. Yahushua says, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as what? We should not be true children of God. We should not be children of God by, by words alone. Also by action. That's why Yahushua says, in that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you were kind only to your friends, how were you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect. That word perfect is, seems like way up there. When you look at our life, right? When you look at our capabilities and Yahusha uses the word perfect. We say to ourselves, how can I do that? You see, but it's a gift. A gift of what? The spirit. You're not supposed to do it by yourself. In fact, it's impossible for you to do that by yourself. This is why if we will pray for anything, if we will ask for anything from our Abba today, it would be to give us the gift to love like this. Why? Yahushua says, but you are to be perfect. Even as your father in heaven is perfect. Brethren, what is that spiritual gift that we must embody to properly represent Abba and Yahushua, our king? 
It must be divine love, not regular love, not ordinary love, because we all know what love can do, right? But many of the romantic songs and inspiring messages of the world speak of love in a worldly way. What is that worldly love? Yahushua said, if you love only those who love you, what reward is there? Pagans and tax collectors do that. If you only do good to those who do good to you, what makes you different? You see, we're supposed to be different. How so? In the way we love. What is that love that Yahushua wants from us to be perfect sons and daughters of God? The Bible says we need to love even our enemies. I want you to think about this question. Okay? Don't answer right away. I want you to think about it. How many people do you know? How many people do you know in the history of your life? How many people do you know who, who love even those who are their enemies? How many do you know? Because when it comes to people who love those who love them back, who loves those who do good things to them, countless. But how many do you know of people who are able to love and speak kindly, even of those who hate them. You know what Yahushua wants from his assembly? That his assembly will be filled with people, one after the other, with people who are able to love even those who hate them. Because when we're able to do that, Yahushua says, you, you are special. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. We may not be perfect in other ways. But if you can be perfect in your love, because you can love even your enemies in the eyes of Abba, in the eyes of our king, you are already perfect. This is why, brethren, if we want to perfect our faith, it must begin with love. This temple that belonged to Yahuwah, this kingdom that belongs to Yahushua, it must shine brightly, not just in righteousness, but especially in love. Make a promise to Abba, beginning today, we will love even those who hate us, even those who persecute us. Because Yahuwah loves to hear that from his people. Don't you think if we will go to Abba and say to him, give me the gift to be able to love even those who hate me, don't you think God will say yes? I've been waiting for you to pray that prayer. He will give that to us. What a fitting way to live out the rest of our life. To practice this again and again. And as we do that, brethren, before we make our oath today, before we make our pledge of loyalty and commitment to Abba and his son today, there's a promise that Yahuwah God wants all of us to know. Because we belong to the assembly of Yahusha, the spiritual temple. Allow me to read the final passage of our studies today. The book of 2 Chronicles and also Corinthians. My eyes will be open. My ears will pay attention to those prayers at this place. I have chosen and declared this temple holy. So that my name may be placed there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God lives in you. God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy. And you are that temple. You know, brethren, what we read to you are two passages that speak about the temple of God, one before and one now. A long time ago, Solomon, with the hands of his people, built a temple and dedicated it to God. On that dedication day, when Solomon offered a prayer to Abba, Yahuwah responded and spoke to Solomon, and he said, he said to Solomon concerning the temple, God says, I have chosen and declared this temple... Holy, 
What else did he say about that temple? He said, my name may be placed there forever. Not only that, my eyes will be open. My ears will pay attention to anyone in this temple. Why? Because he says, my heart will always be there. The one thing we're sure of about that temple that was dedicated long ago, Yahuwah loves that temple. That's why he said, my name will be there forever. My eyes, my ears, my heart will be there. Yahuwah loves that temple. But take a look at this. That temple was destroyed. There's an even better temple. According to Apostle Paul, who now is the temple of God? Apostle Paul says, don't you realize you together, the assembly, the people, you, the people, you, you are the temple of God. You know, if Yahuwah God loved that temple made by human hands, that is made up of dead stones, how much more do you think God will love the temple that he built with his hands that is made up of living stones? This is why God had this promise. Look at what God says concerning that temple. Yahuwah, God says, God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. Do you know why Yahuwah, God says that? Because this spiritual temple are made up of living stones. And these living stones are his children. We, the children of God, represent his temple. And God is saying to us, you better not mess with my children. Brethren, you are under God's care and protection. If before that name, that name of God was in the temple, that name of God is also in us, in us, because we bear his name through his son, Yahushua. And because we belong to him, what is the promise of God? Apostle Paul says, the spirit of God lives in you. Before the spirit came down, when the sacrifices were offered, today the spirit lives in us now. This is why, brethren, we have so much to be thankful for. We are the children of God. Never forget that. And so when things become difficult, never forget. Because Abba's eyes, he watches over us. With Abba's ears, he listens to our cries. He can see your tears. He can hear your prayers. He can hear your weeping. Why? We, don't, we are not inside a temple. How can he do that? You are the temple. The spirit of God is in you. Most of all, his heart, his heart is upon us. This is why, brethren, the least that we could do is to pledge our loyalty to Abba and to his son as we celebrate today our dedication. We're not dedicating a building today. No, we don't have a building. What we're going to dedicate today is our life. Our life. And we will say to Abba and his son, take me, take me, please. I want to belong to you. I want to be your living sacrifice. And we will pledge our loyalty. No matter where they take us, we will say amen. We will do what God wants us to do, no matter what happens to us. And if we're able to do this, brethren, when Yahushua will come back, we will be with him. And the final plan of God will be materialized. And we will be together with our Abba and his Mashiach. We're going to take oath. Let us stand. Please raise your right hand. And from your heart, with faith, love from your heart, repeat after me with your name. I, Rolando Dizon. Do hereby vow to do the following. I will love Yahuwah Abba with all my heart, 
with all my being, with all my might, and devote my life to worship him with reverence and awe. I will love and worship King Yahusha and completely submit myself to his rule as head of the assembly, chief shepherd, guardian of my soul. I will do my part to serve as a witness of Yahuwah and Yahusha by honoring, exalting, and glorifying the Father and the Son and proclaiming the divine names to all who seek the truth. I will be an instrument of righteousness of Yahuwah and the gospel of Yahusha to shine brightly before the world by word, deed, and by my good works that benefit all of humanity. I will do my utmost best to use my spiritual gifts to help build the spiritual temple. The assembly of Yahusha by diligently performing the duties that have been entrusted to me. I will do my utmost best to live as a true child of Yahuwah through Yahushua by loving my family, the brotherhood, my fellow human beings, and even those who persecute and insult me. So help me, God. Let us pray. Everlasting Abba, Yahuwah, our God, we stand before you after giving our pledge, the oath that came from our mouths as dictated by our hearts. Use us as living stones. We want to be in your hands. We want to follow your will and give ourselves completely to you. Father, what do our words to you really mean? What can we really do for you? What can we really give you? We are but human beings made of dust. You are almighty and created all things. Sometimes we think to ourselves, what does Abba see in me? Why would he mind me? Why would he listen to me? But we found out today, even before creating the world, you knew us. You knew us by name. You chose us that we will be your sons and daughters. Father, what a great blessing to be counted among your children. Even if we lose all things on earth. Father, so long as we have you, we have everything we need. Thank you for your presence today. You have solidified our faith. You have strengthened us. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for answering our prayers. We will now do our part. You have done yours. By your perfect love, you gave up your son. We were still enemies when you decided to do this. You did not have to do it, we know. We, you chose to do it because you love us. That is perfect love. We do not deserve that. But you did it anyways. It's the same thing can be said about your son who gave up his life for us. Now it's our turn. We will do our best to love the way you love, to love even our enemies. But Father, how can we do this on our own? This is why we ask from heaven above, empower us, give us your spirit and the gift to love in the way you have chosen for us. 
Yahushua, our King. We need your prayers. We need you in our life. Stand by our side now. Come to our rescue. When we are insulted and persecuted, as human beings, we can only take so much. May you be with us when we are being put to trial, when tests will come in our lives. Be by our side to give us strength and encouragement. We promise you we will do our best to represent you and to follow your voice. May you listen to our weeping. Listen to our cries. We really need your prayer now. From heaven, standing beside Daba, pray for all of us. You know us by name. We are sheep belonging to you. We ask you humbly, our chief shepherd, mention our names. Our names to Abba this very day that we can be strong enough to endure the trials in our life. Father, we have endured so much. Your people from the beginning of this year have been taken to much severe trials. Father, deliver your people. We thank you for bringing us together, giving us your comfort and strength. We ask you to heal your people who are sick and bless always our children. We always have them in our thoughts. We think about them constantly because this world has an evil influence. Shield them and protect them. Include them among the small remnant. Help them to realize their true riches and inheritance are spiritual gifts from you. May they aspire for that. Help them to be focused on you and your son all the days of their life. Father, we believe that you have blessed us today. Help us in the works ahead. Whatever gift you have given to us, help us to work together as one. And may you be glorified most of all. Thank you for blessing your people today. We ask and beg all things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Brothers and sisters, uh, again, if you are not yet uh, familiar with our new website, you can check it out uh, by typing in assemblyofyahusha.org, and it should take you to this page. This is our home page. You can uh, look into what we have to offer um, so that you can log on, you can watch videos of our worship services and Bible studies and also some articles that may be helpful for you. And it's uh, our platform in addition to our Facebook page. Also, we are happy to announce to all of you that uh, we also have a podcast. Yeah, you can go to Spotify and type up Assembly of Yahusha and it should take you to our podcast, which have uh, our worship services and Bible studies as well. And also, we are happy to announce to you our Bible study schedule uh, this upcoming week, uh, every, every Tuesday. So we, we now have an additional Bible study day <laughs> because we have to shine brightly in the righteousness of God, right? So we have to share the words of God. And so for Tuesdays, we have the question and answer. It's the BQA, uh, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thursday is our regular Bible history project, so both at 8 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. If you have questions that you want us to address, uh, please submit your questions to info at assemblyofyahusha.org, and we will uh, certainly discuss uh, the biblical advice that Yahuwah God has for us pertaining to whatever issue or question that you may want to, us to answer, okay? Also, uh, some schedules. We have our Honoring Yahuwah Day, which is really our Thanksgiving Day, right? because we're going to honor Yahuwah by thanking him and worshiping him. This is December 26, 5 p.m. English, 7 p.m. Tagalog. So we have two. This is for December 26. We have prayer preparation for that uh, from December 21 to the 25th, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And also, we have uh, Yahusha's Passover. And this is what we used to call Holy Supper, 
right? And this is scheduled for March 27, 2029, uh, 2021, not 29, right? Um, and this is the, uh, the date. Uh, that is uh, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, first day of Passover, which was the day when Yahusha actually died. Okay, so we're going to commemorate the death and suffering of Yahusha on the Passover. That's why it's Yahusha's Passover. And lastly, we have our um, message from the board, uh, the board of directors of the Assembly of Yahusha. We have the following message. Uh, yeah, I hope I can read it. Let me just get off camera and read it for you. Okay. Uh, greetings, beloved Yahushans. Praise to our loving Yahuwah Abba and to our King Yahusha for allowing us to gather together under the banner of their names. We look forward in our work together as one people and assembly, declaring the praises, honor, and esteem of our loving Yahuwah and merciful Yahusha, as we look forward with great anticipation for the return of our King. We will work together to grow in our love, hope, and unity, and faith to achieve the stature of righteousness of our King, Yahusha. May the unfailing love and tender mercies of our loving Abba Yahuwah remain with us. The joy of Yahusha HaMashiach dwell in us, and the ever-present companionship of the eternal Ruach, the Spirit, be with us now and for all of eternity. And so we await the coming of our master, our king and chief shepherd, Yahusha HaMashiach. And with that, I bid you all a very happy day because today we dedicated ourselves completely and wholly to our loving father, Yahuwah, and Yahusha, our king. Yahuwah, God bless all of us.